Well, hello everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Mustard Seed Leadership Podcast, where we have been doing a series called The Leader's Dress Code, how we dress ourselves, how we clothe ourselves with Christ, because as leaders in the kingdom of God, it's not just about character, it's about reflecting the glory of God throughout the way we conduct ourselves, through our behavior. And so the key verse we've been looking at is from the book of Colossians 3, 12 to verse 15, and it says, Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion. And we've looked at each one of these as an article of clothing of Christ that we as leaders should wear. Compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love. That's what we looked at last week, which binds them all together in perfect unity. And here's a key verse for today. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts since as members of one body you were called to peace and be thankful. I want to talk about peace as an article of clothing. What does a leader look like? A kingdom leader whose heart is ruled by peace. It really is a beautiful thing. And that word in Greek, irene, uh, it means harmony, tranquility, safety, welfare, health, often with an emphasis on lack of strife or reconciliation in a relationship as when one has peace with God. It's often used as a verbal or written greeting. The word generally follows the meaning and usage of that famous Hebrew word, shalom. Now that word shalom also means peace, safety, prosperity, well-being, intactness, wholeness. Peace can have a focus of security, safety, which can bring feelings of satisfaction, well-being, and contentment. What's the point? The point of these definitions is that this kind of peace has got nothing to do with external peace. It's got everything to do with internal well-being. That's the key when we're talking about the peace of Christ. Most people in their thinking would think, I would be at peace when my circumstances are at peace. But rather, the peace of Christ has got nothing to do with what happens on the outside. It's got everything to do with having the Prince of Peace on the inside. So the three big takeaways that I want us to focus on from that verse is, number one, it is the peace of Christ. It doesn't just say, let peace rule your heart. It says, let the peace of Christ rule your heart. This is not a normal or worldly peace. This is the presence of the Prince of Peace with us in sometimes difficult or even dangerous situations. Someone once said this, Christ's peace is not the absence of conflict, but the presence of the Prince of Peace, which is such a beautiful thing. And I think that's what Stephen experienced when he was mastered and mastered, martyred in a horrendous death. As he was being stoned to death, it said, Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, looked up to heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. Look, he said, I see heaven open and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. Now, if ever there was a time to not have peace, it would be in a situation like this. And yet the supernaturalness, this is the peace of Christ, which we can experience even when on the outside things aren't going well. Which is why in Philippians 4 verse 7, it says, And the peace of God which transcends, I love that, transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So this is not a peace that is understood. This is a peace that is received as a gift from Jesus. Leaders, is the peace of Christ 
ruling in your heart. Second thing then to take away is it says the peace of Christ should rule. I'm going to focus on that word rule. I like it. It doesn't say let, let the peace of Christ rest on your heart or abide in your heart. It says let the peace of Christ rule. This is an aspect of rulership. Rulership is about governing or lordship. The issue here is about who or what is given lordship of your heart. Now, remember Jesus, when he spoke about finances, he said you can't serve two masters. You can't serve God and money. In the same way, your heart cannot be ruled by peace and anxiety at the same time. Leaders, we have to make a choice. This is a governmental decision. Which does my heart bow down to? Am I going to bow down to the Prince of Peace and let his peace rule? Or am I going to bow down to fear and anxiety and let that rule? It's crucial for leaders to understand. For something to rule over us, we have to bow under it. That's why the Bible tells us in Romans 8 verse 15, the spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. You see, it's about rulership, fear or uh, peace. The spirit you receive brought about your adoption to sonship and by him we cry, Abba, Father. We have to make that choice to allow his peace to rule. I love the example that, uh, that Sarah gives us. And Peter writes about this when he's writing to, to wives and husbands. And he writes in 1 Peter 3 verse 6, he says, Like Sarah, this is Abraham's wife, who obeyed Abraham and called him her Lord. You are her daughters if you do what is right and do not give way to fear. I love that. He didn't give in to fear. It's about rulership. Am I going to let the peace of Christ rule or am I going to give in and bow down to fear and anxiety? Third thing then is his peace needs to rule our hearts and not just our heads. It's not enough to understand this academically and say, yes, I agree. No, no. Our heads, yes, our mind needs to be renewed in our thinking, but it's our hearts that need to surrender. Think about that for a moment. Heads need to understand, but hearts need to surrender to truth. What I've discovered as a pastor for more than 20 years is that most people don't make decisions with their heads. They actually make it with their hearts. And so which is why our hearts need to be under the rulership of Christ's peace. Otherwise, we end up making crazy decisions. I love uh, this link in Isaiah 9 verse 7. It says, of the increase of his government, speaking prophetically about Jesus who is to come, of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. I love that. As the government of Jesus grows in our lives, his peace follows. As our hearts are more and more under the authority and government of Jesus, and the more he is Lord, the more peace is allowed to rule inside us. I love this link. And uh, the more our hearts are surrendered to the government of the Prince of Peace, the more his peace will increase and rule over us. Let me finish off with a quick challenge. Why is peace so crucial for us as a leader? Remember it said, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace one body here's the issue for there to be unity there needs to be peace if there's genuine unity not just agreement unity at the center of unity is the bond of peace so if you want to lead a united team a united organization a united family or church at the center there needs to be peace a leader who is at peace is a powerful influence. To follow a leader whose heart is under the rulership of Christ's peace is a great blessing. So if you've fallen into that lie in your thinking, thinking that inner peace is the result of outer circumstances, repent. Let's bring our hearts, leaders, under the rulership of Christ's peace and lead with that authority. Hope that helps. Final episode of this series comes next week. And so look forward to seeing you then. Bye for now. 
Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Remember, if you'd like the notes that come along with this episode or any one of our past episodes, you can visit outlookchurch.co.za forward slash mustard seed leadership where you can see all our past episodes, all the resources and notes that go along with this. Until next time, keep growing.